Here we go. We're back. This is Todd. This is Gabby. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 538. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And I always remember our motto, which is, the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Um, um, you just kind of roll through your beginning because you're so used to it. But not everybody feels outstanding right now, Toddy. Um, right. They'll, they'll feel outstanding at the end of the podcast. Okay. I well, hope so. My listeners and parenting because you will feel. Ah. It's not because you are feeling. Got it. Are you with me? I'm with you now. Um, so we did a podcast on Sunday, which is rare because we're in kind of different times. Today's Monday. And we decided that we're going to do, I don't know, maybe a miniature podcast. Yeah. Well, well, basically, I think we'll probably podcast every day if we can. Like, you know, we're since we're kind of all in lock. Well, not kind of. We're all in lockdown, social, socially isolating. Um, we all have to kind of look to ourselves and say, what can we offer? If it's what can we offer to our family? What can we offer to our neighbors? What can we offer to the people we work with, um, our community? And uh, we're blessed to have a community that listens to podcasts. So that's what you and I can offer, among other things. Um, and I think we decided that we were going to do kind of like a, a Zen talk, but make it open to everybody. Yeah. Do you want to do that on Wednesday? Yeah, let's do it Wednesday at noon. Okay. Noon Central Time. Noon Central Time, because I'm available. <laughs> you know what? I'm available too. So basically what that means is we have this community called Team Zen, and we've, you know, it, it's a group of over 100 people. We get together and we talk. They ask questions. Um, we have this Facebook page, et cetera. On Wednesday, we will have a Team Zen talk for anybody who wants to join. Um, join the talk. I mean, you don't have to pay. It will be free. Um, and I'm trying to think of the best way to kind of tell people of how to find it. Go to our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll post a link. And we'll pin it at the top. Perfect. And um, yeah, you just, it, we use Zoom, the Zoom platform, and maybe I'll attach a document to it with the link in the body of the text or something Yeah, we like should that. probably maybe send out a newsletter or something too. We're yeah. kind of working in real time here. Yeah. Okay. So with that said, and also we're going to do some pop culturing podcasts with our daughters because we're watching movies at night, as I'm, I'm sure many of you are, and we're going to ask them to join us for pop culturing episodes. Um, so we're going to offer that too. Uh, so go to your podcast app and look up pop culturing. You'll see like a little picture of us and it says pop culturing brought to you by Zen Parenting Radio. Subscribe and you'll get all those. So maybe... It'll give you some ideas of movies to watch with your family, and then you can enjoy listening to a our interpretation of our experience of the movie. Yeah, play some quotes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Okay. So what do you want to talk about there? So I'm, I wanted to uh, just break down a few things. A friend of mine emailed yesterday and said, have you guys talked yet about how to talk to your kids about what's going on? And I kind of thought about it, and I'm like, well, we've talked to the parents about talk about them mm -hmm. but we haven't really talked about how to talk to your kids right um and so many people are here's what's interesting if you guys are on social networking you're going to notice that basically anybody who is in this world that todd and i are in um are offering our you know are offering perspective yeah. on how to talk to your kids and so i guess this is just our version sure. um and you know, take what works. And if you have ideas, obviously share them with us. 
But for um, just for a little structure here, I just wanted to offer, um, Todd and I wanted to offer some ways to um, process through this with your kids. The first part is grounding forces. Okay, what does that mean? Have a sense of intention about how to share these things with your kids. I know you've probably already had a million and one conversations because this has been going on for so many days, weeks. But grounding forces meaning understand that this is an act. What we're doing right now is an act of global citizenship. And what people are doing by staying home is working in solidarity to protect each other. So it's a when I'm saying ground and for, grounded forces, I'm meaning have some kind of frame of reference so they understand why we're doing that. Not all the details yet, but that this is all about taking care of each other. That's why we're staying home. That it's not because, um, you know, that your kids are necessarily at risk. S- some of them maybe. Somebody on Team Zen was just um, posting and saying, everybody keeps saying kids aren't at risk. She's like, but what about kids with medical conditions? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. It's a yeah. good point. Um, but that we as communities and as states and as the country are coming together in solidarity to stay home and protect other people. Like, isn't that a, do you know what I mean by grounding foundation, Todd? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. that's why. Yeah, that's, you know, that that's the why. And the why is more important than the what. Exactly. Because the why will lead the what. Exactly. And, that, and then that's like, that can be the intention and the tone of how you talk about everything is we're all in this together. Think about how much can be learned as we go through this experience. There's so much uncertainty. So in uncertainty, it's hard to learn in that moment, because everything is so, you know, it's changing every day, and we're getting new information. But we can learn as we go along. And one of the things that we can learn is how it is our responsibility to not only take care of ourselves, which is make sure we have enough food in the house, make sure everybody has their medicines, make sure that our neighbors are safe, but also how we take care of other people. Mm. I think that has been something that's been missing from our culture for a long time. Right. I know plenty of people who do that on an everyday basis, and that's part of their job and their work, and, and many people will say, no, that's my modus operandi. But for too many people, it hasn't been. And this is a very grounding force. It, it's being forced upon us sure. to take care of each other. That's the big picture of life. Well, and there's, I haven't been on social media today, but, and I haven't done much of it lately, but, um, you know, a lot of people are minimizing the effects of the coronavirus and saying, you know, I'm fine. I'm going to keep doing, going according to the plan as if nothing was happening. Right. And I feel like what you're saying is, you know, there's a balance there between, yeah, like if you're panicking and doing everything 100% differently, that's probably not a good idea. Yet at the same time, you need to have some perspective on what is being asked of us from the CDC, from the people who World know Health more about this than we do. Yep. So it's not just about us. It's about the collective. Exactly. And a friend of mine posted on social networking today. Um, something that I thought was really powerful, specifically aimed at teenagers. Um, for those of you who have teenagers in the house or, you know, pre-adolescents or, you know, 
emerging teenagers, this can be hard for them to understand for a few reasons. Number one, because they've never had this experience in their life. Number two, because they really aren't the most at-risk um, category. Mm-hmm. And uh, number three, because a lot of where their brain development is, it really is all about them, right. right? Their lives really are about them. That's just where they are biologically. It's, you know, neurobiologically. So it it takes conversation um, and open communication to really relay to them what's happening. And um, as I said, a friend of mine posted this, so I can't take ownership of this. And I asked her, where she got it so I could credit the author and she said that she got it from the Grown and Flown page mm-hmm. which we know the Grown and Flown authors we had them on our uh, we had them on Team Zen Correct. they came and talked to our group well um, just for clarification so you talked a bit about the teenager and the teenage brain they are designed to be very self motivated self focused mm-hmm. whereas us grown ups hopefully have some wisdom and some perspective that they don't have correct just by the nature of our age like being a parent yeah. you know everything expands to not only what's going on with me and my partner but my children or taking care of your own parents you know or being a caregiver like we just have more life experience and brain development to understand how this impacts the whole well and i would say before you read whatever the grown and flown sure. people have sure. said um, so when your kids are complaining and, or mad or angry or frustrated because their, you know, baseball season got postponed or March Madness got postponed, I would, you know, just invite us all to create the space for our kids to have those feelings and allow that for them to express their emotions instead of telling them, you don't understand, this is bigger than, you know what I'm saying? Right. You got to give them some opportunity to uh, express how they feel and validate it. And then at the same time, maybe you can do a little bit of uh, perspective taking with them. That's really good, Todd. Thanks for sharing that because I noticed that a lot of my friends who are therapists, um, who are still seeing their clients, you know, if it be through teleconferencing or whatever it may be, the ones who see teenagers are talking about how much grief Mm -hmm. teenagers are experiencing right now, um, especially college students. Sure. Um, Well, and then college students who are seniors or in their 20s or early 20s and how difficult it is for them to shift their lives when all of their life has been going in this kind of linear direction. Well, it could be like our daughter's a sixth grader and, you know, she's not in the play or the musical, Mm -mm. but there was one that was about to go off and they've been working on it for months. Right. For this one weekend where they're going to be able to show it off to our community. Right. And it went away. And all of the people who just started their spring sports and they were just gearing up and they were just getting ready. People who were in tournaments, people who, and why we're saying all this is I know all of you know this because you're experiencing it in your own home, but can you understand why they're grieving? I'm sure you can, but meet them where they are first. Yes. Because as Todd said, they will be more likely to hear you if you can hear them. And then you can share I totally understand how you feel. I feel similarly about the things I'm missing. And let me give you some information so you feel more um, in the know mm-hmm. about what's happening. And I there's a lot on here, so I'm not going to read every single one because I think I'd bore everybody. Um, but I already posted it on our Facebook page. Okay. So you can go there and look at it. Um, but basically, this is directed directly at teenagers um, from a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And again, I wish I could give her or his... Um, information but it's it's you know anonymous at least at this point so information for your kids for your teenagers 
saying to them, it's new. This strain of uh, virus, which causes a cold, can also lead to pneumonia and literally didn't exist before this winter. Mm -hmm. It's brand new. So the fact that it's new means that no one is immune. So that means it's very contagious because those of us who have had the flu um, or other colds that have been going around forever, there's an immunity that we have to some of it. It doesn't mean we don't we won't get it again. It just means that in our um, you know in the collective, there's been some immunity built up where not everybody is getting sick. Yeah. This one is more contagious because nobody's had it before, so we don't have that built up immunity. Um, there is current estimates are that about half of all people in the world will get this coronavirus this year. That's one in two. Mm-hmm. That's like either you or your lab partner. <laughs> like what a good way to, you know, for those of you who are in school. Fortunately, you'll probably be fine. When you catch it, you may not even notice. Most people with this won't even get super sick. In fact, some people, especially young people, may get infected and not even know it. That's a relief, right? But no, because when you catch this virus, it uses you to reproduce it basically turns you into a your nose into a virus making machine. So you spread it without even knowing it, which means this isn't about you. This is what I keep saying to everybody. This isn't about you. This is about older people, your grandma, your your friend's grandma, the nice lady at the coffee shop. It's about people who have asthma, high blood pressure, diabetes. When these folks get coronavirus, it's much more likely to turn into pneumonia or something that serious. And then again, as we've said many times, I'm sure you guys have read, the hospitals can help many people, but they can't if everybody gets sick at once. So what we're doing right now is we're flattening the curve so not everybody gets sick at the same time. And the only way to do that is to stay home and stop being with people for a while. That's the only way to do this. So this is how you guys can help. Slow down, stay away from people, don't go places where germs are, don't touch things, don't touch people, don't let it use you, stay in your house, don't become a walking virus reproduction center. And this is why this is important. People keep saying things like, like I was just talking, you know, Todd and I've canceled our spring break, like the majority of the population has. And the person who wrote back to me when I was saying, you know, we can't come, they were like, well, don't worry. There's no, you know, there's nobody here in this town who has the virus. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm not worried about us. I'm not worried about going to a place where I might, I mean, I, obviously that is a concern. I don't want to be infected either, but we're not supposed to be going anywhere. That's, that's the issue. Um, we're not supposed to be around people. So again, this, and then when you explain some of these things to your kids and you don't have to say it all at once, then give them a chance to respond. Right. Well, the one thing I was going to say is um, one of the last things that you read was stay in your house. I would add to that. Yeah. Saying go outside. Oh, like take a walk. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is an, I feel like this is a really interesting time to connect with nature. And Kathy and I were talking about, you know, we're going to not have as many limits or boundaries around screen time. And there's a part of me that kind of hopes in this week or this period of time that our kids you know, veg out on the screen so much <laughs> that they get sick of it yeah. and then they actually want to connect with nature. Cause usually right. we're like, you know, 90 more minutes or 30 more minutes and then you're off the screen. And because we're kind of loosening that, yeah. 
I, I kind of like I think of a smoker who's trying to smoke and some people's remedy to that is to put them in a room and have them smoke like a pack in like two hours or right. something keep like that. Smoking. Right. Just keep doing it if you want it that bad and then they'll get sick of it. Right. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know right. if it's going to happen, but there's a part of me that hopes that they re um, they reacquaint themselves with nature because that's what's great about this thing is, yeah, you're not supposed to go into crowded areas with all the, but this you can is, go outside. this is an invitation yeah. to go connect with something that I personally don't connect with nearly as much as I should, which is walking through the woods or running or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You know, if you are listening to this, you have an outside somewhere close by or a window you can open and just, just connect with it. Well, this morning I was listening to the birds as usual and they calm me down so much because nature's fine. Like, I mean, you know, besides this, climate change and everything, right? like the birds are singing, the deer are outside, the squirrels are still running. Like, you know, this is one of those things where you're like, oh, everything here is okay. It's the human beings. Well, this is that one step where like, if you remove insects or ants, a specific yeah. insect from existence, the whole ecosystem will turn upside down right. and everything will go to crap. Whereas if you remove human beings, everything else will flourish. Oh, such a sad thing to right? think about. But that's and that's really what's happening is it's this thing of making us stop and slow down and stay put in whatever way that we can. Because I know there are some people, especially um, our caregivers, who have to continue moving sure. through life, and we want to get out of their way, yeah, so they can get to where they need to go and help people. And the people who are at restaurants, I know the restaurants are closed in Illinois and a few other states, but people are still making food for carry out. So those people have to get to work. So we need to get out of their way and so they can go do that. I'm guessing the traffic updates in Chicago are probably pretty spare. I'm, I I bet. The other thing, and I do you have a lot more? That no, you no, wanna... just a, about two more things. So the other thing to kind of like interject is I've seen a lot of comments from some friends of smaller kids yeah. And they are worried because they can't go to the library and they can't go to the jump zone and they can't go to all these different outside places. Right. And I just wonder, first of all, I forgot what that's like. I forgot yes. the the <laughs> cabin fever that can happen in a Chicago winter with two young kids. Right. So I guess first I want to like just take ownership over the fact that I really don't remember. I sort of remember, but I don't remember how frustrating it was to be locked in a small room with little people. Todd, sometimes you would get so like over it that you would take them to like McDonald's yeah. to like jump in the yeah in those in those very play. clean uh, <laughs> play balls. Yeah. So um, I, I I don't have any words of wisdom for the moms and the dads who have little kids and you can't go to the library and you can't do all these things. I guess I just want to like say I hear you. Well, I do. I would say that those are our initial impulses because that's what society kind of talks about and offers to us is get them out of the house and and take them to, you know, to these play centers and these jump centers and these amusement parks. But the truth is our kids' brains can be very well stimulated by small things around the house yeah. is that not initially, I know they're going to fight you and I know they're going to be like, this is boring because they're used to something bigger, but their health is not at risk by being bored. Yeah. What I mean is that they may find things that they wouldn't have found otherwise um, because we're always keeping them so busy. Yeah. And what I, I, I'm with Todd about that I understand the challenge of being constantly uh, – 
you know, you know, our kids saying, I'm bored, give me something to do. Um, but it's interesting that when you're bored is when you actually find things to do. That's when creativity has an opportunity to take place. Exactly. And this is one of these forced situations where when we're talking to parents about that and they have the other options, the other option is easier. Yeah. But now that the other option isn't here, dump the Legos and the Lincoln Logs on the floor. Mm-hmm. Or the puzzle on the floor, you don't have to sit and do it the whole time with them. That's all. Go back and listen to our podcast from the first year, from 10 years ago. It's all I talked about mm. was I want to support my children and be with them, but I'm not going to be their constant playmate. You don't want to play people, sweetie. I don't want to play people. Um, I will do the other, I'll do other things. Um, so, on that note, though, to finish up, this is like structure. I've seen a lot of things online about. You know, here's how you structure the day for your kids and wake, have them wake up at the same time and have them do this. And for some families, that's going to work really well, meaning maybe the way that their kids are um, or the kind of um, energy that they have. The parent knows best that they need a certain structure. But maybe some kids need to sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. And catch up with things that they have not been able to do because their lifestyle is so fast. And I would say to some parents who feel like they're to be a good parent, and I'm putting that in quotes, they need to make their kids be in a structure. I don't agree. Mm -hmm. I think that if your kid has the ability to tolerate it, which many do, let them sleep. Give This is such a rare occurrence that maybe they can get some really much needed rest and that helps their immune system sure and that helps them feel better and that helps their emotions and that helps their brain grow so this is so unprecedented yeah um like todd said with screen time i mean again create your own structure and boundaries of what works for your house but this isn't a typical time so if you're watching some extra movies big deal yeah. you know it's, if that helps maintain some equilibrium in the house, then do that. Um, I feel like, you know, talking and communicating, you don't have to sit down and say, now we're going to talk. But going back to the grounding forces that you talk to your kids about, like why we're doing what we're doing and that this is for global citizenship and for the good of all, create that emotional safety in your home where they can talk about their feelings and that you hear them and that like even my youngest daughter was telling me that, you know, for a lot of her friends, this is kind of not that big of a deal or it's kind of a joke mm-hmm. or whatever. And we tell her, well, that's not necessarily the case. Here's what's happening. But I also appreciate the fact that she's not scared. Yeah. That's a good thing. Sure. So um, it's like just create that fluid conversation in the home. This doesn't it's kind of like we always talk about sex talks. You don't have to sit down and be like, here's all the details. But as things come up, answer them and, you know, be fluid about it. Mm. Um, I also wanted to offer something that Liz Gilbert posted today. And she it's she posted a few years ago, but she posted again today. And I love it. So this is a mindfulness practice for everybody. You ready, Todd? I'm going to have you I'm going to have you do it. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. so it's called five, four, three, two, one. Got it. I think I remember this. But yeah. Go ahead. She posted a while ago and did it again today. So name five things you can see right now. My sweetie. Yeah. Trees outside. Uh-huh. Headphones. Teddy bears. Uh-huh. And a Culver's cup. Was All that right. five? Yeah. That's five. Name four things you can hear. Maybe not right this second, but mm-hmm. if maybe if we open that window. Myself talking. 
<laughs> you talking. Uh-huh. A small hiss from my headphones. Yeah. I hear the fridge. I don't because I have headphones on. That's all I got. And if I opened the door, I would be, probably hear some birds because yeah. we're in a place where there's birds aplenty. There's lots of birds. Three things you can feel. My seat on the chair, my glasses on the bridge of my nose and behind my ears, and my JVI hat that is sitting atop of my head. A little askew, I might add. No, this is the way I like to wear it. You like it askew? Yeah. Two things you can smell. I have the microphone close to my nose and I could smell like the sponginess uh-huh. to it. I don't know I don't know how to describe it, but it's like that synthetic. And then I don't know, oxygen. I love oxygen. I can smell Air. thieves, you the can? essential oil. Well, I've got it on me. Oh, I can't smell that. Um and then last thing, one thing you can taste. We just had cheese and crackers, so probably like a cheddar cheese kind of filminess. Is that is that gross? <laughs> yeah. You know, after you eat food, you could still taste it in your mouth even though you're done chewing and swallowing. I don't like the word film, though. That sounds gross. Whenever I think of film, I think of uh, after you drink a Coke or uh-huh. a Pepsi. That's why I like Diet Coke sometimes, because with a Coke, it's... There's like, I feel like I have to go brush my teeth. Yeah, it's on Whereas with a Diet Coke, I don't have to do that. I don't ever drink Diet Coke. I do like regular Coke. But don't you think that you feel like you have to brush your teeth after drinking a Coke or no? Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't drink it that much because it's definitely like a dessert. Yeah, it's like syrup. But I do like it. So they, um, you know, five, four, three, two, one. If you're kind of feeling stressed or chaotic, um, do this for yourself. Um, five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can feel, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. What it does is it brings you back down to earth, mm-hmm. gets you right back in the moment mm-hmm. with your kids. It's something fun they can do. Maybe that's what we'll name this podcast, 54321. Maybe. I mean, I just love it. Um, and, you know, the the last thing I wanted to share is while Todd and I are podcasting this week, I'd like to share a few ways that people can help. Um, I've reached out to a lot of friends to give us some information about how we can help. So there's going to be a million ways. You guys are going to have your own communities, your own neighborhoods. This is just if you don't know what to do. The first um, idea that, that uh, someone shared with me was if your kids, if you want to like help or, or support your community... Have your kids write letters to people who are in nursing homes who are on lockdown right now. Mm-hmm. Like my mom's uh, nursing home or she's in assisted living. I can't go there right now. So getting letters yeah. from kids would be great. If you know someone specifically who's in a nursing home, send it to them specifically. Um, or even if no, you know, if you have a grandparent or someone across the country who's not in a nursing home, write them a letter. Mm. Writing letters right now is an interesting way to communicate. Sure. Um, and, you know, or writing letters to friends or starting a pen pal thing, you know, this is like a a great opportunity. And I would also suggest, even though they're probably not going to have the time to open it now, maybe even sending letters and notes to hospitals to say thank you, um, to military to say thank you. And I'm saying military because, uh, you know, some places are starting to have the military help out with their hospital situation. Um, And then because we're from Chicago, Todd and I, um, if you guys were at our conference last year, we had a speaker named Jamal Cole, 
and he runs an organization called uh, My Block, My Hood, My City. Yep. And we're very, uh, he's a friend, but we also just have such admiration for what he does. And what he's been doing for the last couple of weeks is making sure that seniors in his community and around his community have enough food, have enough supplies, and have um, soap and sanitizer mm-hmm. for their hands. And his organization, their website is formyblock.org. The number four? F O R M Y B L O C K dot org. Mm-hmm. And if you donate, you help them purchase these things for the seniors who live alone. But he also, you can all, if for those of you who are in Chicagoland, you can help them deliver these things. Yeah, you can actually be a volunteer. So there's an opportunity to join and volunteer. So today I, uh, those are the two things that I, I would like to suggest on this podcast is write some letters. Sure. And um, support Jamal and what he's doing in the city of Chicago, helping people less fortunate, uh, the elderly, um, people who really need a helping hand right now. For sure. Formyblock.org. Awesome. Anything else, my darling? Um, just as we always say at the end of every podcast, that we're with you. Um, you're not alone. Um, and that on Wednesday, like Todd said, we have this um, Team Zen talk. If you have any questions or you just want to be in community with other people, again, it's at noon central time. It's free. Um, and we'll post the link on our page. And we'll also be doing some pop culturing and maybe a podcast tomorrow. We'll see how yeah, it goes. let's see how it goes. All right, guys, keep trucking. Keep trucking. Hang in there. Adios. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe and review our Pop Culturing Podcast, a Gen X viewpoint on movies and TV with an emphasis on personal growth and self-awareness. It's basically the flip side of Zen Parenting Radio. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen Talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen Talks through the Team Zen podcast app. And don't forget about Tribe Men's Group. We have a virtual community from men all over the world. Head on over to tribemensgroup.org or shoot me an email at todd at zenparentingradio.com. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give him a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.